Welcome, everyone. And if you are listening today, it is October 31st. So happy Halloween. This is Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. And I'm Erica. Today I am drinking a Starbucks white mocha. What are you drinking, Mom? I'm having my Coke coffee drink. I really love this stuff. Yeah, it is good. And we've made it to Halloween. We sure did. And it is Halloween. <laughs> Love it. Do you want to tell us what the movie's about? Oh, sure. Let me do the drama like you do. <laughs> Let me see it. if I can do it as well. Okay. Okay. On Halloween night in 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers brutally murders his 17-year-old sister, Judas. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years. But on October 30th, 1978... While being transferred for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car, escapes Smith's Grove Sanitarium, and he returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victim. All right, so was that dramatic enough? You can, you're graduating. (laughs) You're getting there. All right. Well, thank you. I was blown away by this movie when I first watched it many, many years ago. It's one of those classics I don't watch often, and it still works for me. And I like to not watch it. I get that. For long periods of time, kind of like Texas Chainsaw. It's just one of those movies that it's surprising every time because we don't watch it very often. Mm -hmm. And it does have a few cheesy factors to it, but that's fine. It adds to it. It does. It does add to it. I agree. It's the classic slasher. It's, to me, one of the best. Next to uh, Texas Chainsaw, they're both, I think, head-to-head for me Mm -hmm. in in the slasher category. And, by the way, when when we watched this movie, Uh I mentioned to you my theory on slasher movies. Have you given it more thought? I did, and I you didn't really expand on it that night because we started watching pretty late. Yep. And this old lady needs to go to bed early, so <laughs> we didn't get to talk about it. Do you want to expand on that now? Sure. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has thought of this, and mm-hmm. I'm sure if we research the internets, it's out there. <laughs> I have this theory after watching a bunch of movies that we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Slasher movies have a common theme, and I feel like slasher movies are a pro-abstinence in teenagers kind of movie. When you really think about it, uh-huh. they all these kids that end up having sex in movies, they die. Or if they're in that frame of mind, mm-hmm. they die. Like with raging hormones and shit? Like, it? look at Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Scream, this one, Texas. It's, it, Texas, they don't do anything, but it's kind of hinted it, it's at. It's implied, yes. With the couples so... I don't know. Think about it. It's kind of like a pro-abstinence and teenagers movement so in basic, slashers. So you agree with, what's his name in Scream? Randy? Uh-huh. Doesn't he talk about yeah, that? Yeah, he says don't have sex. Right. He's right. Right. So. Think yeah. about it. Okay. I, I have a feeling that that's one of those underlying themes in horror movies. Horror movies are, in its own way, they are meant to be scary and how can they you know, up themselves and scare factor. But I always think there is a social commentary oh, in, of course there is, in for horror sure. movies. Yeah. And for me, slashers are, it's about sex at the same time. Mm-hmm. So think think about it. <laughs> that is just so weird. But I can see where you're going with that. I can, yeah, 
I have to think about it, but I I'm I need to roll through credits, quote unquote, in my mind mm-hmm. through that file cabinet of movies and think about that. Well, I think as we keep watching movies, I'm sure we'll come across another slasher mm-hmm. and we'll point it out. Okay, sounds good. All right, so I, it's been a really long, long, long time since I saw the original Halloween. I don't even remember when I last saw it. I vaguely remember when I first did see it, and it was in the 70s. I was in high school, and I went with a group of friends. But I don't remember more than that at that moment. Um, But if you fast forward to the 80s, I did watch it again at a midnight movie with this guy that I was dating, a.k.a. your dad or your future (laughs) father, and a group of friends. And what I still remember was that the best part of the movie, aside from the movie itself, was that everybody in the theater was engaged with the movie. Like, it, it, it wasn't annoying. It, was, it made it scary fun. I remember, you know, the part where Lori thinks she's already killed the bad guy, in this case, Michael Myers, and she's on the phone, and all of a sudden he sits up, Right. And I even mentioned that when we were watching it, and your dad agreed because he watched it with us, I distinctly remember people shouting, Behind you! Turn around! (laughs) Like, what are you doing? All that kind of stuff. But again, it wasn't annoying. Everybody was together on the whole thing. Like, hurry up! Run! What are you doing? That kind of stuff. Um, That's when a theater audience is fun. When they're not laughing at it, they're laughing with, with it, it or because they're excited and or scared. exactly the tension is actually there that's when the movies is at all for a horror movie is fun yeah for so sure that sounds like fun <laughs> it was and the fact that it was a midnight movie that was very common back in the uh, in the 80s with midnight movies and they were normally scary movies oh i love it and then we also had dusk till dawn and i'm not talking about the movie where you would go to a drive-in from dusk till dawn, and you would watch one horror movie no after way. the other. We did that once. I probably I, fall asleep. Well, we all kind of <laughs> did fall asleep. Yeah. But it was fun. That sounds cool. Stuff like that doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. A lot of people are missing out on some fun stuff that you could do back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe we should bring it back. Let's that go open our a, own movie theater. Own, our own drive-in theater? That would be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. All right, let's get into fun facts. Take it away. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it 96. Awesome. That is really great. Mm-hmm. And the audience, 89. Okay. Not Bravo. Bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. I, I still always expect the audience to be a little bit higher, especially for this movie, but I'll go with this. We'll go with it. Yeah. Like I, like I said many episodes ago, anything above a 50 <laughs> in horror is usually pretty damn good. This movie was released on October 25th, 1978, and the director is the infamous John Carpenter. In an interview with Carpenter, he admits that Jamie Lee Curtis was not his first choice for Laurie because he didn't know who she was, and she was 19 at the time and was just in a TV show, and he apparently didn't watch TV. Okay, wait. It drives me crazy when I hear people say, oh, I don't watch TV. I mean, come on. Really? Maybe some people don't watch TV. Maybe I'm an old fart, (laughs) and I just don't believe that. (laughs) I know. Anyway, go on. Anyway, Curtis was cast, 
And then she had some reservation about the role because apparently she's quite the opposite of the role she played. She was actually, she states that she was more like the other, like her friends in the movie. Mm-hmm. She was a cheerleader. She was a smart girl. And she's playing the opposite, which is like the more quiet, reserved, repressed mm-hmm. girl. Right. But I think she nailed it. I think she did a great job in this movie. I think so. She the- literally set the tone. For future Scream Queens, I think. Well, let's hold that thought and get back to it. Okay. The budget for the movie was $300,000. It was filmed in 20 days over a four-week period in May of 1978. Wow, that was a lot of fast production on that. If it released in October of 78. The movie... Okay, so the movie takes place in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be a small town Illinois fall. But they filmed in spring, summer in California. So they had to work around making it look like a small town in fall mm-hmm. in Illinois. That's funny. I I have to say, now that you mentioned that, I remember I, I saw something between when we saw the movie and today um, on YouTube where somebody was pointing out that if you go slowly, you'd really have to go and slow down the, the, the reel or whatever it's called nowadays. You can see a palm tree. Yes, <laughs> I did see that somewhere. I was reading through that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yep, hilarious. And that's why, because they filmed in Pasadena, California. The movie grossed $1,270,000 from 198 theaters across the U.S. in its opening week. Wow. That's amazing. That is. For back then, yes. The trademark mask worn by Michael Myers is actually a Captain Kirk mask that they purchased for $1.98 at a costume shop on Hollywood Boulevard in California. They whitened the eyes and spray-painted the flesh a bluish white. Okay. Now, Creepy, right? <laughs> now the mask makes sense. All these years, and I did not know this, mm-hmm. all these years I've always thought the mask had a familiar feel to it. Bullshit. I am not kidding you. I swear. Mm-hmm. But I could not place it. But I didn't know if it was just from watching it and then seeing the commercials. But when you when you said that, it kind of was like that aha moment. Because mm-hmm. when you look at it, listen, I grew up watching Star Trek and Captain Kirk. You did not. I know. Okay. So there, don't, don't give me that look. Hey. Just move on with it. <laughs> the music was... Composed and performed by director John Carpenter himself, which we thought, which we noticed when we were watching the opening credits, Mm -hmm. it said music by John Carpenter. And we were like, what? I know. That was, I was surprised by that. He was inspired by Suspiria, which we have to watch the original. We've Mm -hmm. only seen the remake. And The Exorcist. It took three days for him to compose the entire score for the film. Hmm, hold on. I'm I'm actually thinking in the back of my mind. I don't remember the music for Suspiria. Well, we didn't see the original. But they probably use this. Anyway. Well. But I can see. The Exorcist? Yes. Yeah. 100% I can see it. You can. All right. Halloween. I've always thought of it this way. And I looked it up and it's widely influential in the horror genre. Why? Halloween was responsible for making slasher films popular in the 1980s and then just the slasher genre in general. I agree. It popularized... I did it. You did it. You said the word. (laughs) 
many tropes that have become famous with the slasher movie, meaning the final girl and killing off characters who are substance abusers or sexually promiscuous. You okay. see? You, yeah. So <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't an original thought, but, you know, it goes in line with that. Mm -hmm. And for using a theme song for a killer. Oh, yeah, for sure. But Psycho is the original theme song for a killer movie. For a slasher movie. Yeah. Do you consider Psycho a slasher movie? I don't know. I That's a good point. First one. He's a serial killer. But serial the movie slasher? is kind of... Hmm. Something to think about. Slasher-ish? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, that leads into this really cool stuff that I thought just, just blew me away while we were watching the movie. Carpenter gave some great nods to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Donald Pleasance whose character is Dr. Sam Loomis, was named after Sam Loomis, who is Marion Crane's boyfriend in Psycho. Amazing. I know. I love these little, little nods, ads, right? Yeah. But here's the biggest nod. Yes. Janet Lee, who, in my opinion, is the original and the very first first squeam, squeam? <laughs> screen <laughs> Scream, Scream queen. queen. Okay, that's hard to say. Yeah, it is. Scream queen. <laughs> yes. From Psycho gave birth to the second most iconic Scream queen of all times, and that's Jamie Lee Curtis, who yep. plays Laurie, the main character in Halloween. Amazing. How cool and how full circle is that? I love it. Most of Halloween's main cast provided their own wardrobe. Jamie Lee Curtis, for example, bought her entire costume... Like her, you know, costume set, I guess. Her I, wardrobe? Is that what you're trying to say? Even though I just wow. said it. We are having problems today with words, aren't oh we? Oh my God. <laughs> she bought it at JCPenney for under $100. Impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. <laughs> at the time of shooting, the Myers house really was abandoned. The scenes of the Myers house looking dilapidated were actually how the crew found it, and they shot it as is. It wasn't until after the last shot on the last day of production that they cleaned up the house, and then that's how you get the opening scene of little Michael killing the sister. sister. I was going to say wife, but <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're on a roll today. Yeah, we really are. And last but not least, I'm glad they didn't stick with this. The original title was supposed to be The Babysitter Murders Ugh. instead of Halloween. That just, I think that would have been a turnoff. Yeah, that would definitely add like a cheese factor. And I don't think it would have had the longevity Yeah, that it has nowadays. Yeah, it's just, you hear the word Halloween, not only do you think of the holiday, at least I think of the movie. Mm -hmm. I think of the music and the knife. Well, and the jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> That too. Which leads into our movie observations. observations. The opening of the movie starts with a jack-o'-lantern to the left and John Carpenter's Halloween. He, now, this is, we were just saying it's iconic. It is. And he wasn't even famous really he wasn't. yet. Correct. But he made himself famous, <laughs> famous by doing this. He did. And I think this became iconic with his movies because I can see... The movie The Thing, which was also uh, was a remake, yep, with his John Carpenter's The, the Thing, Thing. <laughs> which we'll review at some eventually point. at some point. That's a great movie. I remember it being good. Oh, Kurt Russell's in it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And a, a very good-looking good Kurt Russell. 
<laughs> I didn't know it was a remake until this movie, actually, because they watch the thing. Oh, that's right. In this movie. So I learned something new. There you go. And of course, in this title screen, the famous theme song is playing. Mm -hmm. the, the whole theme. And it's just, you know, the names, everything. I like how these old movies start like that. Like, even old Disney movies, like the old animated movies, mm -hmm. old movies in general. I watched um, Breakfast at Tiffany's the other day. Yes, I know it's not a horror movie, but they all have a title scene. Yeah. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah, they've taken that away from movies now. They Completely. Just, I think they just open up. Well, because... Starts. I think because... It, maybe people just got tired of seeing credits at the beginning when it should when it should just be at the end. But how about just the title card for the movie itself? I don't know. Yeah. I feel it sets the tone with a little bit of the music and then pan into the movie. Yeah. Yes, now I'm a director. Of course. Anyway, we need to get to start. Sorry. Okay. We are digressing. We are. But here we go. Okay. So the movie starts in 1963 on Halloween night, I think. Judith and her boyfriend, Judith is Michael Myers' sister, are making out, and she's supposed to be babysitting her brother. But she's ignoring him. So they go upstairs, do whatever, and in the meantime, Michael Myers is running around, a six-year-old Michael, in a, what is it? Is It's a clown costume with yeah. a mask. And when you're, when you're in his POV, you are seeing it through the little slits of the mask that he's wearing, and you see yeah. him go in to the kitchen. He gets this ginormous knife. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend leaves. Man, that was quick. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think he went. He no, he went he to go get beer. No, he left. He oh. left. He said good night and everything. He goes upstairs. You see Judas sitting in front of a mirror, butt naked. And shocking. He, yes, that pretty, was shocking. Yeah, like, she is completely naked, butt naked. Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, and he just stabs her to death. And the next thing you see is him standing in the front yard. With a knife in hand, his mask is off, his costume is still on, and his parents are just staring at him. It's like, you're not going to say anything? But the first, I have to rewind a little bit here, uh -huh. the first cheese factor to mm -hmm. me, but it's it's fine, is when he's stabbing the sister. She's like, ah! Oh, no, yeah. That... I'm like, okay. <laughs> Even the way they show the knife yeah. doesn't make sense, no. the angle of him stabbing her, because yeah. it's like he looks... To his right or something. I don't know. It looks so cheesy, but I love it. it it's perfect for this movie. It's synonymous with slasher, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the cheese. Yep. All right, we had to take a break because we just went off on our own little tangent here. So we are back. Go ahead, Erica. <laughs> All right, then we transition to October 30th of 1978. We meet Dr. Loomis who, from what we get throughout the whole movie, he has been, quote-unquote, taking care of Michael Myers' case for years, mm -hmm. since he was a child until now. And he's driving to Smith Smith's Grove Sanitarium with a nurse to transfer him to a court appearance at now, night. At, why? <laughs> why do you have to do this at night? I don't know. Like, I don't understand why. And you're going to transfer him in that car? Right. Like, why don't you get one of those SWAT cars for this guy? Like, it has a little net behind them, like a like a cop car. But really, if you know this guy is as bad as he as you say he is. Yeah, why would you be transporting him? And in... wouldn't you want other people with you? Like, guards? Uh-huh. A nurse? Something. And you. Right. 
What are you thinking? <laughs> Dr. Loomis, there are moments in the movie where you're like, Yeah, I know. What is wrong with you? I know. <laughs> Considering, again, that he alludes to how bad this guy is. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> so they get there and all the um, patients have escaped. Escaped. They're, but they, they didn't go anywhere. They're just hanging out in the yard. Right. Right? And, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he gets down. The nurse stays in the car. And all of a sudden you see somebody jump on the roof. And somehow this somebody manages to get her out of the car and drives off. And we find out that this somebody is Michael Myers. And yep. How the hell <laughs> does he know how to drive a car? Do, do they have driver's ed classes at the sanitarium? Maybe. And, and what and if he drove well? And what if it was stick shift? Right. What if it had been stick shift? Like although a station wagon. I don't know. But oh, I don't yeah. know. But I'm just throwing that out there. Because that's definitely not easy. They might as well have just taken a Volkswagen bug at that point, taking a station wagon. <laughs> but like he just drives off. Yeah. Just he like sure that. does. I don't know. Maybe he I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say maybe he watched some YouTube videos that didn't exist back <laughs> didn't then. Exist back then. <laughs> I don't know. That's the determination to escape. I guess he just figured it out in two seconds. But funny enough, a little further in the film, Loomis is talking to some guy from the, the sanitarium or wherever he's from, and he, and he mentions it. He's like, he was able to drive away. Maybe somebody here gave him classes. I'm like, what the hell? He said that? Yes. I didn't remember that. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so maybe they did. But what's the point? That seems really odd. No, I mean, it's not that they did. I think he was just think being was just sarcastic. sarcastic but too. It, Somebody it, else caught it, even within the movie. Even and, within the movie. And then he continues to drive throughout the movie, and he drives quite well. He knows how to follow people. And really well, yeah. And slow. He follows the rules. He didn't have GPS. How did he know how to get there? That's true, too, because... He was there, what, when he was six, eight, whatever the hell the age was? What, what did he, he do? Knew going how to get to, there? to the library, ripped out the atlas or the, what is, what is that called? A Rand McNally <laughs> map? I don't even know what that is. Oh my God, I'm really showing my age You're here, aging but, yourself, woman. Uh, hey, it is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's, it's a manufacturer who used to make maps, okay? And I don't see him stopping at a gas station and being like, hey, how do I get here? Uh-huh. I don't think he talks. And they're seven, like several hundred miles away. This is an eight-cylinder station wagon. He has to get gas. He has to get With gas. With what money? Right. He probably just steals it, right? Or kills the person? I don't know. Hmm. A and lot of unanswered things <laughs> left behind in this situation. Exactly. Unless he drove. No, because he, he used the same car while he was in the town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, maybe he abandoned it and walked. <laughs> But it doesn't answer how he knew how to get there. Unless, or to drive. unless, hold on. Uh huh. If there is a library at the sanitarium, maybe he looked up a map. That's why I was saying. Maybe oh, he tore I thought a you page meant out. maybe like he went when he got out. Oh no, no. I think so. He, maybe he. That would be the only explanation. Yeah. There's a lot of questions as to how one how he drove, how he knew how to get there, how did he learn to read a map? I I don't know. All right. How did he learn how to drive? <laughs> the point is, he escapes and Dr. Loomis is like, oh shit. And he knew where he was going to go, which is his hometown. Mm -hmm. 
we now is the next day and we meet Laurie. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. Right. And she's walking to school, but she's going to stop by the Myers house to drop off a key because her dad's going to sell it. Mm-hmm. He's a real estate agent. And she, you know, she she gets not followed, but she meets up with like the kid she babysits and blah, blah, blah. When she's dropping off the key, you she doesn't see it, but you're Michael Myers' point of view. Mm-hmm. And he's watching her. And every time you have his point of view, you hear the... Breathing, breathing, like, through a mask. Mm -hmm. Why does he wear a mask when he's at home? Or not within sight? Shouldn't he take a break? I don't know. No? I think that's, like, a barrier that separates him. Maybe. From being, from humanizing himself. Even to himself. Maybe. Hmm. Although, according to Loomis, he's not human. (laughs) That's true. He calls him, I think at some point he calls him the evil. Yeah, he really does. Like, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Then we're in the classroom with Lori. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's daydreaming, as all of us do in school, <laughs> at some point. And she looks out the window, and what does she see? Michael Myers. In the car. Like, he has the car, and he's outside of the car, mm-hmm. just staring at her. With his mask on. Listen, I remember when I first watched this movie, and that scene happened, I was like, oh my god. And... It's oh. <laughs> it's creepy. And And she's looking out what? Out of what? A window. (laughs) You see? (laughs) And the window had blinds and they should have shut them. You are nuts. I know. It's all these movies' fault. Honestly, all these (laughs) issues I have (laughs) are from these movies. Anyway, and she just looks at him and you can tell that his body language is just so menacing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like some random person just staring off at the building. It's it's that he's looking at her. Right. But here's my question. How did he know? How did he know? <laughs> I don't I know. I mean, let's take into account that he follows her, right? But he can't go into the... Cl- How did he know that she would be sitting right next to that window Who and knows? where that class was? This guy is... On, on top of being a psycho, he's a psychic. I was going to say, maybe there's some supernatural <laughs> thing going on. I mean, you have to just take it as it is, I know. clearly. I, I'm but just going to poke holes in it because I, I'm going to say it now. I love the movie, but I'm going to poke holes in it because it's hilarious. There are a lot of, as you're saying, holes in it that you're like, mm-hmm, <laughs> whatever. And then she looks away and then looks back again and he's gone. Of completely course. gone. He's like magic. I'm telling you. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's a magician. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. School's out Mm -hmm. and she's walking home. She's walking home with her two friends and they're making these plans for Halloween. Lori is going to be babysitting that kid from the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Annie is also going to be babysitting across the street from her, some other kid. And the other friend, I forgot her name. What's her name? Linda. Linda. She's going to be with her boyfriend or whatever he is fooling around, basically, Mm -hmm. or figuring out their plans. Yes. Basically fooling around. This is where we learn that Lori is kind of like the reserved one. More nerdy. They're mean to her. They I are don't kind her of friends mean to her. suck. Both of these two bitches suck. Like they're mean to her kind of. Of the two of them, Annie is the most annoying. Yeah. She's I, very annoying. I feel the other one, Linda, is a bit of an airhead. Yeah. But Annie is just 
annoying. Yeah, like, leave her alone if she that's what she wants at to her do. And yeah, whatever. I don't like it. On this walk home, Lori sees Michael again. He's, like, standing next to this big shrub, mm -hmm. and he's just staring at her. And then he disappears, and he goes to be like, who's there? And, of course, no one's there. Right. Again, how I get, in this case, he must have been following her. Well. Like, literally. Well, mm -hmm. no, remember that they were, when they were walking, This the car drove by, mm -hmm. and it was, like, kind of speeding. Right. And, and he's like, oh, you know, she made some kind of stupid remark at him, then he stopped. Which, honestly, there's no way he would have heard that. Uh, no. The windows were up. Right. Exactly. More holes. More holes. Anyway, Lori gets home. She goes to her bedroom, whatever. And she looks out the window and there he is again. Like standing in between the clothes, the clothing line. And then he just magically disappears again. And, and my notes here, Erica goes on a rant on open windows. She left her windows open. She the went to school. House had windows open. But that was the 70s. It and was normal. Anybody could have been in there. It's the 70s. It's in a small town. In a very small town. Fine. Where you could leave your front door open. Listen, I was from originally a small town. And we didn't lock our doors. That's insane. <laughs> and this was the 60s. That's and insane. The 70s. Insane. Anyway, she gets a little spook. She gets a phone call. With what sounds like breathing. Mm -hmm. Then she hangs up or the call drops and then she gets another call. And this time it's Annie saying, oh, I'm going to come pick you up. It was me chewing. Yeah. I who, don't know if I believe that. Who apparently. No, it was Well, her. I was who, because why would she say it was me? Right. All who right. apparently didn't have the common sense to not take a spoonful of whatever she was eating before calling. I, I, I mean. I know. Like, how rude. Why not say, hey, it's me. Yeah. Even through a, even through a, a yeah, full Yeah, she goes, oh, me. It's me. Like, Whatever. don't scare your away. poor friend. Which, See anyway. what I mean? Idiots. Yeah. We cut back to Dr. Loomis, and he's on the trail. <laughs> he stops at this intersection that shows that the town is about 70-some miles away. He sees this pickup truck that's a red, I think it was red, abandoned on the side of the road. I don't know why he decides to go there. But he goes Either. and he checks it out and he finds the matchbook that at the very beginning of the movie, they show on the seat that the nurse, by the way, her name was Marion, another throwback to Psycho right there, mm. that said Rabbit in Red Lounge or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when he realizes that Michael was there. Right. And the clothes. Mm -hmm. He, he had realized changed that he that. changed he, into a mechanic's clothes. Right. And he doesn't see that Michael has killed the, the driver because he disposed of the body a little further away. And then you see him at the cemetery. Like, why? Why did he go there first? I guess to just prove a I don't know. Was he, did he really think that something would be wrong with the headstone? I, I don't of know. Of his sister? Because that was the point. He wanted to go see the headstone of um, Michael's sister, but... Why? Why? Exactly. Why not just go straight to the town? You're wasting time. Or to time. the house. Right. Uh, that made, I agree that that was like an added, like, was this necessary? Right. I mean, they show the headstone later. Right. But... And, and we find out that he steals this headstone. Now, yeah. the timeline on this movie, and I'm going to get into this later. I think I wrote some notes in there somewhere. <laughs> it's so off. 
Like he got to town, he dug, he drove hundreds of miles. He right. got to town, he dug up a headstone, carried it by himself because clearly he didn't have the the caretaker come and help him. Right. And it's a big headstone. It's a big That ass shit head. weighs. Yes. Isn't that made like out of granite or yeah, or stone, stone marble, whatever the hell. It it's a lot. Yeah. He puts it apparently, I would think he's well, at least he had a station wagon. Put it in the back of the station wagon. This is all in a day. It, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is what. So anyway, I, I digress. He he goes to the cemetery. I mean, why? 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 You mean Loomis goes to the cemetery? Yes. 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 I guess Loomis. he had a hunch, but I don't know. Why I, did Michael even steal it? To what? Prove a point I, that he killed her? I don't know. Well, I mean, let's give him the fact that he's not well. <laughs> I know, but... I'll give him that, but... Whatever. Uh, anyway. It's just an odd situation. Anyway, yes. he finds out that the headstone is missing, and then we cut to Annie picking up Lori, and then it suddenly goes from day to night. Yeah, just like like that. Which I did read in this, when I was looking it up that that was a huge editing issue, but they couldn't really fix it. You have some notes here. I kind of skipped it over when from when Annie picks her up to when it turns into night when they get to the babysitting <laughs> yeah. houses. So in the meantime, while Annie is driving, um, Michael is following them. And they have no clue. They have no clue. However, the song, Don't Fear the Reaper, is playing very lightly. Again. Again. In a slasher movie. In another slasher movie. Because it was in Scream. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, probably a nod to Scream as well. You mean... Halloween. To, yes, to Halloween. <laughs> oh my God, all these movies. Yeah. In the meantime, they decide to light up a joint and mm -hmm. smoke, and they're driving into town, and Annie sees her dad, who happens to be the sheriff. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm laughing at another note you have here. <laughs> uh-huh, get... So, she stops, talks to her dad, they blow out the smoke before <laughs> getting there. Listen, I'm not an idiot. I grew up in the 70s. That's a really strong smell. Mm -hmm. There is no way this dude, who is a sheriff, did not notice the smell of marijuana inside the car. I don't care how much air freshener you use. They didn't even use an air freshener. Right. I mean, <laughs> nothing. They uh -huh. just, ooh, throw it out. <laughs> it's like, this, guy's, this guy's clueless. Yeah. Well, we find out that he's at the uh, the local hardware store where he's investigating the robbery of a Halloween mask and a knife that were stolen. And something else. They, they mentioned something else that I can't remember right now. But. It, oh, so he also, Michael also had time to rob a store. To rob a store. Okay. So I, I have a rant here. And I, I know love, this, this is, is what, what I was laughing. Because <laughs> it's a good point. This is a small town. If you live, if one of our listeners lives in a small town, you know that everyone notices everyone. You know everybody's business. You know who is, <laughs> look at you laughing, you know who's an outsider. And this guy doesn't notice a station wagon that says it's got the seal and for official use only on the side of a station wagon with a guy look at you crack it up driving around with a face mask on in a small town listen the other day i saw a guy brushing his teeth in while he was driving while i was on my way to work and i noticed that and i'm in a large city how <laughs> 
I'm just blown away by this, that nobody notices this guy. Plus, he's been lurking on the streets. You can't control yourself, can you? <laughs> Do we need to break? Yes. Okay. Break. Are you calm and collected now? Yes. Okay. Yes. We are My back. laugh attack yes. was worth it. Okay. We are back from back. the laughing break. Okay, so Lori and uh, Annie split up for their babysitting gig. Lori goes to the Doyles. Annie goes to the Wallaces. In the meantime, Sam Loomis shows up at the hardware store where the sheriff is, and they talk, and he tells them about Michael Myers. And you see, <laughs> you oh see on the, Here I think go. it's on the left-hand side yeah. of the screen, Michael Myers driving, makes a, a left turn. And drives right by. <laughs> I'm telling you, he abides by the rules. It looks both ways. Yeah, no, very slowly. He's a good slow driver. And that's the thing. He's not even speeding by. He is in no rush. No, but he's never in a rush. But he's still got to do everything within a good amount of time. Yeah, no, he's he's like, wow, time efficient. <laughs> yeah. So he talks to the sheriff. The sheriff sends Loomis off with, I guess, one of his deputies. Loomis and the deputy discover a dead dog. That's been eaten, supposedly, by Michael Myers. And he at says, the Myers house. At the Myers house, because that's where they find it. And he, and he says, oh, the body is still warm. <laughs> okay, oh, now no. it's my time to lose it. Oh, here okay, we go. The last time, and another, this is another error in the timeline. The last time Michael Myers was in the house, was in the morning when Laurie dropped off the key. Right, because he's been out and about chasing her yeah, he's all been, day. Yeah, he's been real active. And Unless the body, he stopped by for a snack? Yeah, the bo- no, but the body's still warm of the That's dog. That's what I'm saying. That maybe, make he, any sense. maybe he was just there for a snack, which is horrible. Like a lunchtime snack? Maybe. Was, was that it? Yet again, a fucking dead dog. <laughs> Twice in this movie. I At least we know. didn't see this. Yeah, but maybe that's the only mild explanation. He stopped by for what you just said, lunch. <laughs> anyway, no? I don't okay. know. But that's the last time we see him in the Myers house. Was in the morning. So yes. there's a bit warm body. It's already <laughs> nighttime. It's getting right. to be night. Yeah. Oh, it's still warm. There is no way that body would have been warm. Anyway. You digress. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another little maybe nod to another movie. Loomis is describing Michael Myers as a six-year-old with emotionless, dull, lifeless eyes. Mm-hmm. Who does that remind you of? Quint. From? We even said it from yeah, Jaws. From Jaws. He, Quint used that same description for the shark. So, is Michael Myers comparable to a senseless shark? And I don't mean to insult the shark, but I mean that's how most most people look at them. Maybe. I mean, Loomis basically, as you said earlier, it is the evil. Mm-hmm. The evil be Like, he is just an evil human being. Purely and simply evil. There is no other description to him. Yeah. Like, a, a, a shark is, a, is a, an efficient killing machine, so is that also a comparison here? Could be. Could be. I mean, clearly, out of all... Well... I mean, Leatherface is pretty scary, but I think Michael Myers tops all of them because of his, he has no emotion. Yeah. His, Even Leatherface has an emotion. He does. He does. It's 
even with a mask on. Mm-hmm. He has an emotion. But he's Myers is just blank. Even in the way he walks, it's because Jason, whenever he does decide to show up, he's more animated mm-hmm. versus Michael. Freddy yeah. Krueger is definitely full well, of emotion. He's a comedian, so. Uh, clearly. Mm-hmm. Scream, Ghostface is full of emotion, too, and his body language. Yeah. Even with the mask on. This guy is just a piece of stone. Yeah. That's it. He's, he's like a that stone. stone. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. really is. So I would say he is the top dog mm-hmm. in Slashers. <laughs> okay, now it's nighttime. And as you mentioned, Annie and Lori are in their separate Houses babysitting the kids that they're supposed to be babysitting. They're across the street from each other. Mm -hmm. Now we're watching Annie as Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. Of course, he kills the 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 dog. The the um who who is she taking? The Wallace's dog, a German shepherd. German shepherd. I mean, what the fuck is up with him and the dog killing? He's well, more reason why this guy is. Who he is. And the way the poor dog whines, this girl is like... Oblivious. Oblivious. Annie's a fucking idiot. Anyway. (laughs) So Annie is... It looks like she's getting popcorn ready, but she's on the phone with Lori telling her, oh my god, I hooked you up with somebody for for the homecoming dance. Anyway. And she gets butter on her shirt. Mm -hmm. And she just assumes she can use these people's washing machine but no 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 back it up beep 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 back it up a minute <laughs> yes she strips in the middle of the kitchen yeah with the windows open yeah, well there you go and michael myers <laughs> is watching all this yeah. yeah 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 and she just put on some random shirt that was there that doesn't even belong to you right how is this okay <laughs> Anyway, so she puts on, like, it looks like a guy's button-up t-shirt with no pants, Mm -hmm. just in her underwear. She goes to the little laundry room, which, of course, is separated from the house. Mm -hmm. And she's going to start doing her laundry. She hears this noise. And, of course, it's him. But what does she do? She says, hello? Who's there? (laughs) She literally said that. She literally said it. It was so amazing. We started laughing when... (laughs) So amazing. (laughs) She gets locked in the laundry room. It looks like that door has a... A problem. A trick to it. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to get out through the window, which should have been very easy. Yeah, it was And she got that hard. stuck. She got stuck. Her foot got stuck. In some... Shelving like, unit. Exactly. Yeah. And it's actually the, the little girl who comes to kind of get her out of it. Mm-hmm. Then she so annie's getting ready to leave to go pick up her her boyfriend mm-hmm. she doesn't check the back seat of the car right because guess who's in the car oh i don't know i wonder who it is could it be mm good old michael myers and he chokes her to death which you thought was funny <laughs> or cheesy it like was the very, scene was kind of cheesy funny let, I let know. me clarify it the wasn't funny was that cheesy. he was choking her it was just very cheesy, very 70s style. It was yeah. awesome, though. Yeah, and then he carries her into the house. Right. Well, at least she had the sense to take the girl she was in charge of babysitting across the street to the Doyles and dumped her on Lori to babysit. Well, she went to get, well, she didn't quite make it, to get her boyfriend. But there is an interesting scene because they cut to um, Lori talking to her the kid that she's babysitting. I don't remember his name for me the life either. of me. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's Tommy. Tommy. Now I remember. Okay. His name is Tommy. Mm-hmm. And she tells Tommy, okay, that there is no boogeyman. Now, 
Mind you, Tommy has seen Michael a couple of times or once or twice throughout the day, and he's starting to freak out. And she tells him there is no such thing as a boogeyman. And yet, she has been seeing the boogeyman all day. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> How could you just dismiss him when you've been seeing him all day long and you know you've seen him? Maybe she doesn't think that's the boogeyman. Maybe okay. she just thinks it's a prank because it's Halloween. Sure, we'll go with that. I mean, sure, come we'll on. go with that. Sure, I guess that, All would, right. that would be the only logical mm -hmm. explanation. Mm -hmm. Then Linda and Bob show up to Annie's house. Well, or not Annie's house, but the house that Annie the Wallaces yeah. is at. They just. Number one, they just walk in. Mm -hmm. Number two, they don't notice that all the lights are off. They don't think that's odd. They're also drunk. Right. But, hello? I mean, she and, and this girl doesn't answer when you call out to her. Right. Then they just, okay, fine. They assume that she went out, I think, to go pick up this guy. Right. And then these two just go have sex in a random person's bedroom? <laughs> Read what I wrote. Look at my note. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I wrote for the audience, what is this fuckery? They just walk into the house and go have sex? Yeah. I don't understand how that's okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever. So they, they do this. And at the same time, of course, Michael's watching. So slashers also have voyeurism. Yes. Well, we discovered that also in um, Psycho. Yeah. I mean... Jason, too, well, you know, Mrs. Voorhees was also mm -hmm. just watching. She was a weirdo. Well, clearly, she <laughs> wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Bob goes down to the kitchen to get beers for both of So then they're also taking these people's beer? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Some of these movies where people just walk into people's houses and just make themselves at home. I mean, damn. That's messed up. Yep. Bob dies. Bye, Michael. Mm -hmm. He literally just, like, grabs him and stabs him in the gut, I guess. Into and he, a cabinet. And into a cabinet. And he just hangs out. <laughs> he just hangs out there. Then we go back to Linda, just chilling in the bed, waiting for the beer. Mm -hmm. And Michael Myers shows up, but he decided to put a little comedic act on, yeah, he's I, a, I guess. He's kind of a comedian a little bit there. You know, kind of. he put on a traditional ghost sheet. Mm -hmm. So he had time to get a sheet. Cut mm -hmm. out the hole and put glasses on. The guy's glasses. Right. Um, Bob's glasses. Bob. And he just stands at the doorway initially, and then there she goes to. Yeah. Dead it is. Dead it is. At the same time that Michael is killing... Or trying to kill. Right. Linda, she was on the phone with Lori, and then he insists on killing her while on mm -hmm. the phone. Right. And Lori thinks it's a joke, like, ha-ha. Because it sounds like heavy breathing, and she's like, right. oh, it sounds you sexual. It's yeah. just... It's funny but, how that is, huh? Right. But yeah. then she's like, hmm, some, it seemed weird. So let me go investigate. Why not? So she goes to investigate by going to the Wallace's house. And what does she do? She doesn't turn on the lights, because <laughs> why would she? And then she starts investigating. She goes into one of the bedrooms and finds Annie dead with... The tombstone. With the tombstone above. Okay. When did he have time to do this? Yeah. I mean, I guess some time has passed by, and I guess he was carrying this tombstone the whole time. Okay. Here's one of my other rants. <laughs> okay. 
this guy is an interior designer, right? I guess so. Right? Because, because like, when the hell did he have time to do this? And not just do it, but he set it up and stylized it. He needs his own YouTube channel, like <laughs> Michael Myers' House of Style. And what, what was the point? Did he want to get caught or did he want somebody to come see it? Did he want Lori to come yeah, see this? Yeah, what was this? the point of this? Or was it maybe just for he, himself? Maybe he was getting extra credit. Maybe. For, or maybe you know, it was just for his own fantasy. Could be. Yeah, well, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But it's just, it, just weird. And he carried this tombstone upstairs. Yep, sure did. He's amazing. He's like superhuman. Uh, no, clearly. So Lori finds Bob. And Linda are also dead. Yep. And she's now starting to freak out. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Michael pops out and kind of slashes her arm with this big, ugly knife that he has. And she does an amazing scream. She I'm just does. Like, and here comes here the scream queen part of it. Mm -hmm. She screams. And then she topples over the top of the stairs from the top. Yeah. How does she not break anything? I don't know adrenaline at that moment i guess it's but, just like let's go i gotta move i gotta get out of here but, but nothing, that was a pretty bad fall it was a fall from the top i mean she didn't tumble down the steps she yeah. flipped over the railing she sure did because it's one of those u-shaped um top second floors yeah so uh, she gets up and she starts running <laughs> she goes next door and this i still found weird for a small town she's banging on the door help, let me in, let me in. No, They turn on the light, whoever was in that house. Yep. Clearly must have looked, even though you don't really see it. Maybe and through the peephole. Yeah, and then turns off the light and ignores her. Yeah. This is a small town. Everyone knows everyone. That would not happen. I mean, even your dad commented on this. He's like, what the fuck? There were like a ton of people outside before, and now there's nobody on Halloween? The only thing I can think of again is that these people were like, "You're you're pranking us on Halloween." That's okay, the problem. I'll give, I'll give you that. Yes, that's the problem with Halloween. It's hard to tell. Kind of like the house is October built. That's true. How do you know what's real or not? It's Halloween. It's I meant will to give be you that. right. I'll give you what that. if this is a trick instead of a treat? Right. That, that How makes do you sense. tell the difference? Yeah. So. Don't get in trouble on Halloween, apparently, because nobody's going to believe you. <laughs> but yes, nobody lets her in. All right, when, when nobody comes to help, she goes back to... The Doyle's house. The Doyle's house. She tells the kids to, to hide. And this is where you see how Michael is just cool, calm, and collected. He is briskly, I mean, with no, purpose. with purpose, but he's not in a hurry. But he's not in a hurry. Walking across the street. Yeah. To... The Doyle's house. That's what makes him chilling, though. Yeah. It's just like, hmm, I'll get there when I get there because I'm still going to win. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the vibe that he's giving. Yeah. And, of course, he gets in. <laughs> and he attacks Lori from behind the sofa. And she initially gets him mm -hmm. with her knitting needle. Which I had pointed out at the beginning when she was going to babysit. I said, are those knitting needles? That was a good catch because... Even after you pointed it out, I didn't see them. Mm -hmm. So that was a good a good catch. And she doesn't make sure that he's dead. Round one. Round one. And she, instead of, 
I don't know, figuring out some other she solution. She sits there on the couch. And she goes upstairs. Uh-huh. Because then he gets back up. Yeah. And now she goes to hide in a closet. Uh, yeah. That. And, you know, he's walking around looking for her. And when he's near the closet, she's making noise. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. shut up. Stop making noise. <laughs> so, of course, he finds her. And then he breaks in into the closet like... It looked. Cool. It was a cool shot, like seeing him from up there, mm-hmm. like from her point of view, because it's like, oh shit, look at this guy. He's really scary looking. He is scary looking, and it's dark. So, and she's in the corner. She literally boxed herself into a corner there. Right. In, I mean, uh, come inside on. a closet. Right. Why? There's no escaping that, <laughs> and you're making noise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she she grabs. A hanger, a, a wire, wire hanger, because those were very common then. Yep. And she undoes it. She has enough time to undo it. And all of a sudden, she just stabs him in the eye. Yep. But then she also gets him with his own knife. Right. Which is when he falls. But she still doesn't make sure of anything. Hello. <laughs> You've already stabbed him with the needle and it didn't do anything. Why would you think your measly attempt would be enough. Right. And she walks around him. Yes. Like, this is the ankle grab scene. Yes. I mean, it doesn't happen in this movie, but but in other movies it does. It could happen. Absolutely. And then you see her in the the front, right? It's in the hallway. She's facing you. Right. Right. In the hallway of that bedroom. Mm -hmm. Instead of making a run for it. Right. And then you just see him sit up. And this is what I referred to at the, the beginning. Theater. Everybody everybody was like, look behind you. Yeah. And you knew it. You yeah. knew he was going to get up. Of course. So ridiculous. But he it's not even that he stands up. He just sits up. Mm-hmm. And the way he does it, it's so robotic. Yeah, it is. You know? It's great. It's amazing. Then he does. He comes and attacks her. But lucky for her. Who shows up because he's been just wandering around the whole neighborhood? How did he know to go there? I, I don't know. I don't remember how he figures it out. Oh, he, I think he sees the car, the station oh, wagon. okay. But Loomis has been wandering around. Wa- another thing. He's just wandering around. He I guess. He at the Myers house waiting for Jason to show up. All Jason? The- Jason? Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael. Michael Myers. I'm getting these people all confused. Yeah, yeah Waiting yeah. for Michael Myers to show up. Then he sees, I don't remember why or how he sees the car, and he decides to walk around town? I guess. The point is, Loomis shows up just in time as he's choking Lori and shoots him, and he falls out a window. No, it's a balcony. Okay. It's balcony. a balcony. And he shoots him a billion times. Yep. It's not really a billion. It's like six times. Yep. <laughs> you know, they they do the famous shot of him lying on the ground with all these leaves mm-hmm. and it looks like he's dead. Right. But then they go look again. When Loomis looks over the balcony. He's gone. He's gone. Ugh. How do you live after being shot six times like that? Well, that implies that he is superhuman. Clearly. Maybe they're maybe or supernatural he is. in his own way. Yeah, or maybe he just is possessed by something because this this guy super strength. Mm-hmm. Emotionless. I can see. I can understand the super strength and even the emotionless. But to be able to live that many gunshots, damn. Or this guy's just a bad shot. Oh, that's true too. Could we don't that. know. How I mean, many he's not a hit. he's not a cop. Exactly. And so. I don't remember seeing any 
blood on him. Yeah, me either, actually. When but, they show that first when they pan down on him. But um, one of the facts I did read is that they intentionally didn't want the movie to be gory. Mm, okay, that's true. There really is no there blood gore. It's all implied. Yes. It's all implied. Like, even at the beginning, considering how the sister was stabbed at the beginning, it should have been bloodier, and mm -hmm. it really wasn't. Yeah. It was barely anything. It's right. just the intention of it. Yeah. Even when he stabs Bob, that mm -hmm. should be relatively gory. gory but it was dark in that kitchen. It was, but you could have gotten a shot of him spitting blood out. True. And none of that happened. So yeah. and I and I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's better. I'm not I've always said it. I'm not into gore. It's yeah. not my thing. Yeah. I think it's less is more as always. And that's how the movie ends. And I like this ending. It's definitely not a happy ending because you don't know right. where he went, what happened, and clearly it leads to multiple sequels, remakes, etc. It is thundering here, and it just adds to this ambiance. Yes, it does. It's a perfect day for what? An exorcism. <laughs> so in case you hear this loud thundering, that's what's... It's real. <laughs> How iconic is the soundtrack for this movie? Yep. I feel like I keep saying the same thing over and over, but it is. It's synonymous with Halloween. You hear it, and you automatically know it's Michael Myers. Okay, so let's let's do let's play a little game. Oh Jesus! Okay, Jake saw. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, I want you. I'm gonna play a part of the music from Halloween, but while I'm playing it, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to tell me the first thing image that comes to mind. Okay. All right. Let's just try that and sure. let's hear that. Well, I mean, I see a jack-o'-lantern and Michael Myers. You know what I see? What? I see him walking across the street from the Wallaces to the Doyle. That steady path and i mean it's got that underlying theme and then that dung mm -hmm. that keeps it keeps escalating and i see him walking that's okay. what i see in my mind that makes sense it's but it's funny how music takes you to a specific scene or imparts a certain image in your head it does and i think this one just takes it's they play it constantly throughout the movie and Without it, it would not be the same movie. And I know we've said that before, but there are some where it's like, eh, it could be. But this, yeah, this is part, this makes Michael Myers. And I think even though Psycho did start it, I feel like this really yeah. escalated the whole, like, it, like we said, the killer has its own theme. Mm -hmm. It invokes that in you. And it's such a classic horror theme mm -hmm. that every horror fan knows even if you're not a horror fan i think people i think it's know. a pop culture thing mm -hmm. Agree. yeah so we can pretty much say that the sound movie is amazing it is amazing <laughs> <laughs> best scene for me it's when michael is dressed up funny dressed up with the sheet mm -hmm. where he's looking like a ghost i found that very creepy because it well, he's creepy anyway with that creep vibe that he's just standing there watching you. Mm -hmm. It's the way he's just standing there and he's trying, like, he really thought about it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to trick this girl into making her think it's her boyfriend and then I'm just going to kill her. Mm -hmm. And it's just giving her a false sense of 
security for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. And then it's not. And it's just the way he's standing there. It gives me the creeps every time. It's just a little thing that makes him even more intimidating than he already is. Because it's just, like I said, a block of stone mm-hmm. is what he is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this malice. Like, I'm going to fuck with this girl <laughs> before I kill her. Because at least the other people, he's just being him. Mm-hmm. But this, like, he really took that extra step. And it's that creep factor where she's like, oh, ha-ha. And no, no, ha-ha. You're going to die. I love it. You? You're looking at me weird. I'm looking at you weird because it's funny that the scene that that fascinates me is pretty much right before your scene. And that's when he kills, um, is it Bob? Yeah, Bob. Bob. And... It's not that the way he kills him. It's the way he behaves after. Mm-hmm. It's so chilling. He is standing there and he just moves his head to the right mm-hmm. and then to the left. And he's looking at him the way I imagine a test specimen would be looked at by a scientist. It's like it's disconnected. It's interesting. But he, there's no humanizing there. Right. And he's just looking at him. Is he admiring his work? Or is he just taking it in? Like, one more. And I kind of got the sense that he was kind of watching him die. Yes. Because I think that's, I guess, considered a slower death. Mm -hmm. That he might still be in the process of dying. Of dying. So he's probably also watching watching him. Mm -hmm. But I just found it interesting the way he moves his head right and left. And it's just so disconnected so mm-hmm. emotionally unengaged and i think that's why i like that scene not that i like the scene but right. i like the way it was portrayed, portrayed. in the movie mm-hmm. and it's so short but yeah. it got to me and so. it just makes him more evil mm-hmm. exactly all right best character i have Lori. same thing okay <laughs> she's she's my my favorite character i love well, I just love Jamie. We both agree that we love Jamie Lee Curtis, but it, yeah, this was the beginning of her iconic rise to Scream Queen. I managed to say it right this time. Yeah. And I can't think of another better one than her. And she embraces it. Like, she's in these new remakes, mm-hmm. the one that is com- that just came out. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she, she's not shying away from it. Like, it's like she's okay with being Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. And she just does it so well. She does. And just on a side note, I just think she's one of those people you can chill with. Yeah. Like, and I'm, she'd be I, cool. She looks to me like a, a beer chick. Yeah. Maybe she's not, but <laughs> I see her as a beer chick, which is what I would be, which was what I am. Yeah. I'm not so much of a wine person, but, like, you could hang out with her. Kind of mm-hmm. like Father Carras from yeah, The Yeah, yeah. You can get both of them and hang out. And hang out and have a really cool conversation. How Probably. cool would that be? Plus, she's just funny. I yeah. mean, she's not funny in this one, but she's funny in she other movies. She is funny. Yeah, she is. So, what about unlikable characters? Oh, uh, we've got the same ones. Oh, you agreed? I, I couldn't. Annie, I just hated her. It's mostly, her. I put her, both her friends, but since we talked about it more in the episode, I think it's Annie. Yeah, I agree. She's just... Even more than Michael. Like, it should be Michael, but at the same time... I kind of like Michael. You, I think he's, he's iconic. Yes. Like, he's, he's just... Mm-hmm. You love, hate him because mm-hmm. he's so well thought out in his character. But yeah, I agree. Annie, she's just a little bitch. Like, 
oh, whatever. <laughs> One of those high school friends that you could do without kind of thing. <laughs> Does it hold up? Yes. yes. <laughs> With cheese factor and all, and all the multiple thousand of holes, holes, it's still a great horror classic that you have to watch it. If yeah. you're a horror fan, you have to watch certain movies. This is your rite of passage into the horror genre. You have to watch Halloween. Maybe we should do an episode about, like, a quick snippet episode about, like... Rites of passage? Yeah. Into, I think we should. <laughs> we should hey, do that. we need to write that down because we will forget, I know. as we know. <laughs> but there are, and this is definitely one of those horror movies that you got to watch it. Mm -hmm. No matter... How old the movie is, you got to watch it. Yeah. And even if you're afraid of horror movies or you don't like them, this might be a good one to start off with. Yeah. If you listen to this episode and now you hear all, you see all these holes that we've poked into it and then enjoy it for the funny parts that's like, what the hell? Right. And then the really scary parts like him staring at Bob. Right. So, yeah. or wearing a sheet while it might be initially kind of funny, it's not. It's not. So, for those of you, and we have a listener who has actually written to us and told us that our comedic take on some of the movies has helped him watch more horror movies. So, thank you to you, to him, for saying that and for writing in. All right, my favorite part, the rules. <laughs> Slasher movies break all rules for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, here we go. Rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. <laughs> Rule number two. Turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. <laughs> Rule number four, don't go upstairs, in the basement, the attic. Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says do not enter, danger, just look spooky. No trespassing. Biohazard. Mm -hmm. That's a new one. Hmm. <laughs> rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. And then rule number seven, no Ouija board. All right, here's my list. Mm -hmm. Please feel free to make further suggestions. I have Annie saying, hello, who's there? Literally. <laughs> like, literally just like that. We it was looked so at great. each other and started, started laughing. laughing. <laughs> Lori didn't turn on the lights when she went over to the Wallace's, Wallace's house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lori didn't make sure Michael was dead twice. <laughs> Not once, but twice. But twice. Lori went upstairs mm -hmm. instead of just leaving. Right. I know the kids are there, but I don't know. Why would you go upstairs? And then even le even more so, you went into a closet that you have no escape from. Why and are you going, going in there? Why? Okay. So that's your add-on because I yeah. didn't know if to do the why are you going in there. Why, I, why didn't she just call the police? Right. <laughs> I mean, it, instead of you... I would have grabbed the kids and run out of the house. I agree. And then I have don't split up. They, everybody split up. Oh, yeah. Bob and Linda split up. Annie and Lori technically split, split up. up. Everybody split up. And yeah. then everyone's dead. And mayhem ensued. Except for Lori. Right. And the kids. And the, the kids. kids survived. Yeah. Those were the rules broken in Halloween. Scream Award. How many times does Erica scream in a movie? I remember jumping three out of five. I put two out of five. Yeah? Yeah, I don't... I, I, clearly, I don't keep track of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep proper track. It wasn't too... It had... Because I haven't seen it in so long. There were jumpy moments, but overall it wasn't like a... Ah! Mm -hmm. Fest. Right. We rented this movie on Vudu. 
and you can also rent it on Apple and Redbox. It's available with subscription on Shudder and AMC+. If you ever find yourself going from streaming service to streaming service to find out where you can watch a movie, check out the app Just Watch. It's free, and it works really well. We have spent, I don't know how much time, looking like, where is this? Where is this? Where is this playing? And this app has been amazing. It's super accurate, and we are not sponsored, and we're not paid for this. We just like it, and we want to share that with you. And that's a wrap, folks. On the famous Halloween. Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Horror Cafe Podcast. Please subscribe, follow, rate, and comment. Also, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. It'll really help us out. And we have a website. You can visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com. Hit us up on the contact page and send us a message. We really love getting messages from you guys. We really do. We'd like to give a huge thank you for Rabbit and Red Radio for making us a part of their podcast family. So we're a pod fam. Yay. <laughs> you can find us on their platforms at rabbitandredradio.com and iTunes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy, Happy Halloween, Halloween from Horror Cafe. And stay spooky, folks. See you next time. Oh, 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 oh.